0: Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. So if you guys wanted to turn with me to Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, that's where we're going to be today, primarily. And... Sarah and I have just come to love this passage over the years of following Jesus, and we always seem to return to it around the new year. There's something about what's happened in the past, uh, past 24 hours that's significant, um, we're turning the page, so to speak. Now, some of you—how many here put stock in New Year's rev- resolutions I almost said revolutions, resolutions, in New Year's resolutions. Anybody out there big on New Year's resolutions? Look around. Zero hands are being raised right now. Zero. Why? Why is that? Why is that? A number of reasons for a number of reasons we find that we're not strong enough to keep those resolutions we find that we get like a month into it and we're doing good and then for the rest of the 11 months it's like uh i'm back to being me again and we're like uh what um what would it look like i think it, the question this morning to face the new year with a sense of god's presence with us uh, regardless of what comes down the pipe, regardless of what our circumstances might be, we have the promise of Jesus' presence with us, both uh, individually and as a, a community, as a body of believers, that we have the promise of his presence if we claim Jesus as Lord. And so we have a lot to be hopeful for as we turn to the new year, like the ancient Israelites did in this context in this context Isaiah is writing to a people who are in captivity to the Babylonians and so here the scripture in that context he's writing to an entire people and he's really the mouthpiece of God speaking for God to the Israelites to the Jewish people in captivity and here's what God has to say about about that. And this is only a minor portion. The whole of the chapter 43 is just amazing and packed with meaning for the new year. So I want to encourage you, we'll just, we'll just look at these two little verses right here. But I want to encourage you, maybe take 10 minutes today and set aside 10 minutes and just be silent, maybe even before you go to bed and read through that whole chapter There's wonderful promises of God that pertain to us today. Not just the ancient Israelites, but for us today in Cleveland, Ohio, at Vineyard Cleveland, sitting in your chairs, promises that we can lay hold of, or rather that we can let lay hold of us. And so here's God's word to the ancient Jews. He says this, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Let's take a minute and be still before God and let those words wash over us. And then we'll read it again. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Just read it one more time. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Yeah, doing a new thing. God's doing a new thing in all of us. doing a new thing in all of us. And as I was preparing this past week, there are a few questions that I thought we could leave up for a bit. And the reflection questions, and they have to do with this passage and also where we've been. And so I'd like just, um, if you wanted to jot some of these down for your time at home, and to be thinking over these Today, over the course of the next week, what did God bring you through in 2022? How did you experience God's love? What are your favorite memories? What energized you? What drained you? How did your relationship with God evolve? And then finally, what are you hoping for in 2023? As we went through the Advent season together... This theme of hope, uh, we learned, is not based on our circumstances. We could be going through uh, a lot of great things in our lives. We could be going through a lot of troubling things in our lives, things that are painful. Um, But we, as followers of Jesus, can have hope. We can lay hold of hope, or rather let hope lay hold of us, uh, because it's not Biblical hope is not based in our circumstances, but is rather based on the character of God. That God loves us, and that we belong to Him. And earlier in this passage, in Isaiah 43, we're told that we belong to God. We read in Isaiah 43 that wherever we travel in life, though we may go through the water through deep water, and though we may go through the fire, the burning fire, we will not drown and we will not be burned because of the promise of God's presence with us. It reminds me, this this chapter reminds me of another portion of scripture in Daniel and you guys remember it well, if any of you have been to Sunday school before. There's those three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There it is. Everybody knows it, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they are, um, they are essentially condemned to die. And Nebuchadnezzar has this uh, fiery furnace, yes, that he heats up and he tells them, heat it hotter and make it hotter. He wants to see these Jews burnt. And so he throws Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fire. And he's amazed because as he watches the fire, he has—remember—he he can't even; no one can get close to it. It's that hot. And as he watches uh, the fire burn, he's astounded to see four people walking around in the fire, not three. And immediately, when I read this out of Isaiah 43 that we will walk through the fire and that we will not be burned, that portion of Scripture comes to my mind. Because that person, Old Testament theologians, scholars agree, is the pre-incarnate Christ. Jesus walking with these men in the fire, through the fire, and then they come out and they're not even burned. They're not even singed. Because Jesus is walking with them. And what we can learn from this passage is that these promises apply to us here today. No matter what you go through in this new year, whether it's depression, whether it's um, a spouse that uh, you're you're fighting, you're arguing all of the time, whether it's uh, a wayward grandchild or child or whatever it is, maybe it's thoughts of... Suicide, maybe it's um, abuse of a substance. Whatever you're going through, relationally, emotionally, whatever you're going through, holistically, you can count on this if you follow Jesus. You can count on the promise of His presence. That He will be with you through it. And so my encouragement As we look at this verse, if you wanted to throw that verse up there again, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. My encouragement for us today is to just just breathe. And though it might not look like things are changing or shifting where you'd like to see them change or shift, that God is moving with you into this new year, into this new set of 365 days, that God will be with you. You have the promise of His presence. And though it doesn't look like it, He is making a way for you. He is um, running streams in the wasteland for you. And so my encouragement is to lean in Maybe in, um, these might be in inconvenient or uh, not obvious places for you. These streams and this way through the wilderness might not be, and it's probably not going to be in the obvious place. And it probably won't be with the most obvious people. But God's presence, his hope, always looks like that, doesn't it? It's always surprising. It always comes from the places we least expect it. We always experience his presence in the places we least expect to experience him. So there's an encouragement there to, um, to lean into uncertainty, to lean into that with the promise of God's presence. It's a It's this weird dichotomy of, like, we can count on him, but the more we lean into uncertainty, the more our souls find rest. It's this beautiful mystery that I think I'm learning to embrace. What is the new thing that God is dropping in your heart for this season? What is the new thing that God is dropping in your heart this season? In full view of last year, whatever this last year was for you. What is the new thing that God is dropping in your heart this season? I wanted to read for you this old hymn. I kind of, uh, Bono used to say that every poet is a thief. Um, And so I kind of lifted some of those lyrics for our song, A Year of Precious Blessing. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, There's this old hymn, it's called A Year of Precious Blessings, and I wanted to read this for us. Uh, This is written in the 1800s, and uh, the hymn reads this way, A year of precious blessings, and glorious victories won, of earnest work progressing, its onward course has run. To you, O God, our refuge, whose goodness crowns our days, Within your earthly temple, we lift our souls in praise. Within your earthly temple, we lift our souls of praise. You, master of assemblies, in mighty power descend. Behold our glad reunion, conduct it to the end. Inspire our hearts with courage and deeper love for you, that all your name may honor wherever our field may be that all your name may honor wherever our field may be. O church of God's anointed, march on, to, to, uh, march on the lost to win. Lead forward your ranks victorious against the hosts of sin until at his throne of glory where angels prostrate fall, one hallelujah chorus Shall crown him Lord of all. One hallelujah chorus shall crown him Lord of all. So, as we forget the former things and we don't dwell on the past, we're able to see God doing a new thing and it's springing up sometimes by surprise in the least likely places. Uh, from the least likely people. Remember Jesus on the road to Emmaus, the risen Jesus on the road to Emmaus, and the disciples who had known him and loved him were walking with him, and yet they didn't recognize him. That's how the work of God is. Sometimes it's imperceivable to the human eye. You, you might not think God is working in your journey this morning, Or that he did nothing through you in the course of 2022. But the truth is, is that he moved a lot. And he did a lot in you. And he will do a lot through you and in you in this new year. And so God asks this question of us. Are we able to perceive the new thing that is springing up? That he's making grow? You see, it's his purpose for us to grow in him. It's his purpose for us to grow deeper in relationship with him, to know a new facet of his heart, perhaps, or a new piece of his character. And this all starts with presence. And that's why Isaiah says earlier in the chapter that you have it, you have the presence of God, you have the promise of his presence, no matter what river, what deep water you're walking through, or what fire you're walking through, you have the presence of God with you all the way. All the way. And so we're going to start this new year with beholding. And hopefully we'll end 2023 with beholding as well, right? Beholding God's presence, beholding just Jesus, just worshiping Him. Just worshiping Him. Yeah, just letting his presence flood into our lives and flood out of our lives that's all that's required that's all that's required guys just placing our eyes on Jesus when we fix our eyes on Jesus doesn't mean that our situation will change when we fix our eyes on Jesus but i know for sure that something does change when we fix our eyes on Jesus. And it's us. We get changed. We get transformed. When, we just, when, when there's no other thing. There's not some big ministry thing that you're chasing down. There's not some job that you're chasing. You're not trying to make your kids happy, your spouse happy. You're just trying to make Jesus happy. You're just living before him. You're just living for his presence, just for his gaze on your life, his eyes on your life, and nothing else. We'll find hope. We will find peace. We'll find love. We'll find joy. We'll find comfort. We'll find all those things that we seek in other things. Just Jesus. That's it. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? There's this prayer I found. It's a Jesuit prayer. And we're going to move into worship. I'd like for us to... Did I put this up here? I don't think I put it up here. Did I put it up there? There it is. Yeah. This is our, this is our prayer. Um, why don't you guys join me in standing? This is, this is a tough one for us Protestants. <laughs> Dude, you, y'all, y'all who grew up in the Catholic faith, this is like old hat for you. You're like, got it. We're going to say it together. This is a tough one. Here we go. So I'm going to start. We'll, get some, we'll bring some rhythm into this. Are you ready? Let's, let's make this be our prayer For 2023, come Holy Spirit, Spirit of the risen Christ with us today and always be our light, our guide and our comforter, be our strength, our courage and our sanctifier. May this new year be a time of deep spiritual growth for us. A time of welcoming your graces and gifts. A time for forgiving freely and unconditionally. A time for growing in virtue and goodness. Come, Holy Spirit, be with us today and always.